Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show is outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want it to be the best year ever for Gary King, his friends and family. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and loyal listeners and followers worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You'll want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. We have an extraordinary show with an extraordinary guest, Gary King, international speaker, awesome author, and successful entrepreneur, talks about love and relationships. Gary will discuss the types of relationships, the qualities you should choose in another person, and so much more. This is a not-to-be-missed show if you want to have the ultimate life relationship. It has been said that it is better to have loved and loved. I assert it is far better to have loved and won. And today we have the winning combination, the topic and the guest. uh, Gary King, welcome to the show today. Joyce, it's always an honor and a pleasure. And of course, today, I I love this. um, I love this day, the day before St. Valentine's Day. And of course, 
relationship material the day before, what could be better? What could be better than having you as a guest, international speaker, author, entrepreneur, all of that and so much more. I want to say that he is also uh, the author of the Happiness Formula, the Ultimately Life Makeover, was released on May 26, 16, and it maintains a five-star rating on Amazon. He also signed a movie contract for the, his book the, with Voyage Media. Gary's show on the Happiness Formula is in our archives. It aired live on December 2, 2016, so please... Please go back to our archives, check it out. And his message has been branded and trademarked as the power of truth and the happiness formula, both having dramatically enhanced the lives of thousands of people in many cultures. And today I would say more than ever that I can remember, the power of truth is really quite significant today. So listen to Gary, and I promise you a wonderful show with an extraordinary message. Okay, Gary, the floor is yours. Thanks, Joyce. So first off, um, based on the fact that Valentine's Day is tomorrow, what is love? What exactly is love? Now, let me qualify the the material, the content I'm going to share with you, let me qualify it. So I spent 25 years traveling internationally, speaking all over the world. I also worked in the personal development industry, and and in that 25 years, 6 million people went through that industry. So I interviewed thousands of people over 25 years. I also have a background at speaking at women's retreats. I did 12 years um, speaking at women's retreats all over the U.S. So I'm always asking specific questions of audiences, even in intimate retreats. And the reason I do that is that's how I come up with a lot of the material from real-life situations. So, yes, I read 2,200 books, but the bulk of the material came from interviews and my own personal life experiences. So what is love? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, re- I reflect <laughs> when, when I say that, what is love? Well, in many cases, not all, love is one of the most misused words in the English language. Um, why am I laughing about that? Because in far too many cases, love is used as a word of I need, I want. <laughs> I need something, I want something. Now, the specific definition of love, um, love, the word as a noun, would be an intense feeling of appreciation and affection, fondness, tenderness, warmth, intimacy, uh, a person or thing that one loves. Um, as a verb, a feeling of deep romantic or sexual atta- attachment to someone. So those are specific definitions. They're not mine. That is research. So that's not my definition. Well, the interesting thing, I'll reflect back on my comment, love is a misused word, probably one of the most misused words. Why? Because people are trying generally speaking, to fill a void. It's like, please love me, please like me. Um, And from that, and of course, that typically reflects back on childhood issues. That reflects on what kind of nuclear family did you have? Was it functional or dysfunctional? Um, And, you know, by psychology standards, I've studied psychology for 30 years by psychology standards, there's no such thing as a normal family. The only thing that's normal in life is the setting on a clothes dryer. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a new one. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, well, that's that that is that is a quote from um, one of my therapists, um, Shay Roop. She she told me that when we got a good laugh out of that one. She also said there's no such thing as a functional family. Now she's somebody with you know a 30 year background in psychology. She has a degree in it. So 
those those comments don't come lightly. I mean, she's the one that taught me the term self-care. That was a foreign term to me, self-care. So over the years of doing presentations, I've done presentations all over the world for 17 years in every setting you can imagine. I mean, uh, many times in the women's prison in Dublin, Ireland, the men's maximum security prison in Ireland, in third world countries, in colleges, teenagers from third world countries, and on and on and on. So my my treasure chest of information is enormous. So one of the things that I do in my presentations in regard to relationships, which is a really fascinating exercise, I simply ask the audience, and your listeners need to do this. If not right now, they need to do this after after the show. They need to take a piece of paper, take a pen and a piece of paper, and write one through five on the left-hand side of the paper. This is what I actually do from the stage. So one through five on the left-hand side of the piece of paper. Then I set up the exercise with the room. I simply go, all right, I'm going to show you something that's very profound. It'll change your life forever. You actually only have 60 seconds to do this exercise. And I joke with audiences and I say, when I do this, I actually should pay an entertainment fee to stand on the stage and be entertained by this exercise, by what goes on in the audience. So I go, all right, here's the instructions. You have 60 seconds to write down the top five qualities that you choose that you're looking for in a person you'd like to date, be in a relationship with, or possibly ultimately marry. Okay, And I want to tell you in advance, there's no right answers and there's no wrong answers. So you can't write down a right or wrong answer. There are just the qualities that you look for when you meet somebody. And if you're married currently married or in a relationship, write down the qualities that you chose, that you use to make your choice, and this is in order of importance. So you have 60 seconds, go. Here's what happens. Half of the audience... Wait, wait, wait. I'm doing it, too. I want my 60 yeah. seconds. Okay. I want, I want to I'll be a part of this. Seconds. I've got a clock right in front of me, so for those okay, people who are I've listening... Okay, I've got it. Order of importance. I, I just need okay. that. So in order of importance, top five qualities. I'll do what I do on stage. So top five qualities in order of importance. Very important that it's in order of importance. Okay. And again, there's no right answers, there's no wrong answers. There are only answers that get end results. That's all. So they get an end result. They're subject to the law of cause and effect and the law of compounding. So whatever you write down will expand and um, it will... I'm curious, and I get it that there's no right, no wrong answers. I get that. But Mm -hmm. based on what people are writing, because I am doing this with you, uh, does does it matter, or we just have to wait and see how it unfolds? If it if there's no, uh, you know, right well, wrong here. Well, when I get done with the exercise, you'll you'll see how my comment of right wrong fits because I give an explanation of that. Oh, okay, so good. While, I love it already. I'm, while I'm doing this, I'm looking at the audience. Now the audiences range in size. There could be. 100 people or it could be 1,000 people, but 50% of the people are staring at the ceiling. They're looking at wow. the ceiling. Now, these people, these wow. are adults. These are adults. These are not teenagers. They're adults. So my assumption right off the bat is these are people who are have been in numerous relationships, possibly one or two marriages, possibly currently married, and they're staring at the ceiling. And I go, and I even make a comment. I go, listen, you guys. There are no answers written on the ceiling. There's no answers up there. <laughs> but see, what it's, telling, what it's telling me is these are adults who have never thought about this before. They've never thought about the qualities because now they're staring at the ceiling, which means they're thinking of what to write down. The other 50% are writing things but they'll write, they'll look up, they'll write, they'll look up. They're thinking too. Very few people in the audience automatically 
write five things down in 60 seconds. It just doesn't happen. All right. So I tell them to stop. Now, what so I So typically... I'm glad to know that I'm one of the few that got it immediately. Okay, so I that's guess that's good. something I should be proud well, of. Well, it remains to be seen the end result, and I'll go into that. So anyway, <laughs> okay. what I do when I'm doing this live is, is in, in respect to the time I have on stage, I take two females and I take two males. I ask, I ask people, will you share your list? So I choose two males and two females, and this is what I get back. Okay, This is 90% of what I get back sounds like this. Um, great sense of humor, likes to travel, likes red wine, um, financially secure, tall. I, so I get answers like that. So their compatibility factors or their security factors, financially secure, you know, things like that. That's 90% of the answers in the room. Follow that track of compatibility, compatibility factors or wants and needs rather than actual qualities, their compatibility factors. Okay. Now, then after I do that with four people, I, I, I do general questions. But the first one is for females only. Ladies, raise your hand if you wrote on your list emotionally available and not one woman in the room raises their hand. Not one. And this is worldwide. doesn't matter where I do this. Australia, the U.K., the U.S., doesn't matter. No, no woman raises their hand. Well, then I ask another question. I go, ladies, raise your hand if you think emotional availability is absolutely essential to a relationship. And every woman in the room raises their hand. <laughs> and I go, okay, ladies. You didn't have it on your list, but you know that it's absolutely necessary, but it wasn't on your list. Why wasn't it on your list? Because you never actually gave it any thought. You never really thought about it because relationships typically either happen from chance meetings, um, physical attraction. Um, a lot of times it's a, a, an old friend. It's um, uh, something called proximity. So you work in an office. You're a female. There's lots of men. You work in an office. There's <laughs> lots of men, lots of women. You work in different industries. Like one of the top industries for, for relationships is the airline industry, um, flight attendants and pilots. Um, anyway, so that's it's usually a chance meeting. And people don't really think through what it is they are actually looking for, but but beyond that, they don't actually think through what you can build something on. So it's not like red wine and snow skiing and sense of humor is bad or wrong. It's just that if that's what you're looking for, the relationship isn't going to last very long. It, it, and And of course, the marriage statistics in the United States support that because the divorce rate in the U.S. is it, it cycles between 50 and 70 percent, and that does not include extreme codependent people, which their relationship's miserable, but they're not getting divorced because they're codependent. So um, what you put on that list creates the foundation to build something on, or you're doing something based on compatibility factors. So that's the explanation behind there's not a right or wrong answer. So People who choose people to get their financial needs met or their physical needs met, those relationships rarely last, and that's called short-term gratification. And we live in the 21st century where we have been entrained, interesting word, not many people know what that means, entrainment. We've been entrained and we've been brainwashed into short-term gratification. We want it. We want it now. We want to change the way we feel, and we want another person to do it. <laughs> so we, we want somebody to change the way we feel. Well, good luck with that one, because 
the reality of it is most people look at their life and they go, my feelings are generated by the external world. Well, it's actually backwards. The external world is generated by internal feelings. So if you reverse that, that's the way it actually works. So if you want the outside world to change, change the inside world, and that will reflect in the outside world. So that exercise right there is absolutely life-changing. And I'll give you an example. I was in a restaurant um, talking to a friend. And she said, oh, my friend's coming to see me. This was a female friend. My friend's coming to see me. She's brokenhearted. She was married for 26 years. Her husband just left her. He was having an affair, and she's a mess. So she arrives. Well, she sits down next to me across from her friend, and she looks at me and says, did my friend tell you what's going on with me? And I said, yes, she did. She shared that with me. And I said, by any chance, do you have a pen? And she said, yeah. And I handed her one of the napkins off the table. And I said, write one, two, three, four, five on the left-hand side of that. And I said, now I'd like you to write the top five qualities 26 years ago when you met your husband. I'd like you to write down the top five qualities that you chose him based on those qualities. So she's writing away, and they weren't one-word answers. She's writing away, and I'm just sitting there. And I said, okay, read me your list. And this is exactly what she read. Number one, I noticed he was wearing very expensive alligator shoes. Number two, this is factual. This is absolute fact. Number you two, can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. You can't make that. I couldn't make that up if I tried. Number two, I got the sense that he was very financially secure. Um, he had a sense of humor. I don't remember four and five, but it's immaterial, and here's why. There was nothing on that list at all about virtues, values. There was no honesty. There was no – and I simply looked at her, and I said – well, you don't have honesty on there, so you married a dishonest man. You married, He was dishonest 26 years ago. It didn't start now. You married a dishonest man, and that happened because you didn't bother assessing whether he was honest or not. I ask people all the time. I go, okay, you're, you're dating somebody, yes. Do they lie? No. Oh, so you've never heard them tell a lie to someone oh no i yes i've heard them lie but they won't lie to me i go who are you fooling liars are liars you cannot be half pregnant you're either honest (laughs) or you're not honest so um, gary excuse me why are you talking uh, you know about this on honesty. I have to share my list because I do think I was on the right track. I have yeah. honesty as number one. I really yeah. do. Yeah. I have trustworthy as two, loyalty right. as, as three, integrity mm-hmm. as four. But no, with all of that, I can never be with someone without a sense of humor. So I put that as five. No, that's why I was saying. There's no right or wrong answers, but if, you, if the person writes a list that has nothing about, about integrity, personal integrity, which takes in virtues, which takes in lots of things. It takes in being honest. It takes in healthy self-worth. I asked the audience, um, excuse me, who, who put healthy self-worth on your list? One person raises their hand in a whole room of three or 400 I go, I'm curious, have you ever been in one of my talks before? <laughs> and the, this just happened. The guy said, yeah, I have. Okay, that explains why he wrote healthy self-worth on there. It, it just isn't things that people normally have in marketing what's called top of mind. It's at the top of your mind. So when you meet someone, you're looking for something so I'm going to share a funny story. This happened to me. This happened a couple of years ago. I when I was on the just road one for, moment before the hmm. story. So yeah. based on what you're saying, I'm being a very avid uh, listener here. Yeah. So I was on the right track based no on question. what you were saying. That's absolutely correct. 
Absolutely so even though yeah. I had sense of humor, because you don't see it per se as a quality, I put the other four is to get to sense of humor, I need to sure. know they're loyal, have integrity, honest, and trustworthy. Right. I mean, you could, in in theory, and of course, there's 20 foundational traits of self-worth. Very few people know not even one of them. They don't even know one, much less the 20. So you, in theory, you could write number one, as healthy self-worth, and then write um, things like sense of humor and likes to snow ski. Because if you have healthy, healthy self-worth, you you don't lie, you are emotionally available. <laughs> um, then you get to the other things. I agree. I added secure yeah. emotionally and financially. Yeah, right. So, you know, th- there's 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 another piece that goes on there which is emotional intimacy emotional intimacy well the word intimacy stands for in to me see that's what that word means into me see you let another person look inside of you people do that not very many why because they're afraid of getting rejected or judged that's why they don't let people look inside them that's why when i wrote my book People call me up or email me and go, my God, Gary, you exposed your personal life. That's right. I did. I exposed everything. I was very vulnerable in the, in the autobiographical part, the first third of the book. Why did I do that? I wanted to get people to realize it's okay. It's okay to let people look inside you. It's okay. And if you do that and the other person that you're interested in walks away you won. You won. You didn't lose. You won. Because you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who you can't look inside of each other. Because then there's a lot of guesswork going on. And there's a lot of deception, intentional and unintentional deception that's going on. So I want to share a quick story. It's short and it's it's amusing. So I worked primarily with all women. Um, It was 90% women I worked with in the 25 years on the road. So at the end of an event, three of my women colleagues and myself were sitting in our production office, and I was overhearing their conversation. I was sitting six or seven feet away. And the conversation went like this. Oh, I met this guy. He was really fascinated. I really liked him. And, And we've dated a few times, but he keeps wanting me to go home with him, and I keep refusing. So... She goes on to say, well, my birthday was coming up, and I told him it was that very week. And and so he said, oh, my God, I'm going to make all these amazing plans, and we're going to have a great time on your birthday. It's Friday. I'm going to take you to a special restaurant. It's going to be spectacular. This was on a Wednesday night before Friday. So she caved in and went home with him. So the next day, Thursday, the day before her birthday, she's telling her friends, he didn't call me. Friday morning. I felt that was coming. Go ahead. Friday morning. He didn't call me. It's my birthday. He didn't call me. So finally I broke down and called him. And and he was like passive. He didn't say anything about the Friday night, the, the, the birthday date and the spectacular. He said nothing. So at that point I chimed in and I said, um, would you like a mails on your what's going on, your story here? Absolutely. And I said, okay. Well, as you know, I'm from Florida. I said, Florida is is an enormous fishing state. I mean, the whole state, fishing, fishing, fishing. In fishing, there's a very common term. It's used all the time. It's called catch and release. I said, so you, you just became part of a catch and release experiment. He was trying to see if he could catch you. And once he caught you, he released you. <laughs> Catch and release. Wow. Women, women do it. Men do it. You know, it's 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 typically done by people who. It's not that they're intentionally, um, intentionally deceptive. It's that they're they're insecure and they're trying to feed their insecurity. So. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes on all the time. I watch it in my personal life with friends of mine. It happens all the time. It's it's an international catch-and-release program. 
Very well put, Gary. Very, very well put. <laughs> so, you know, relationships, the, the, the key part of a relationship, the absolute key to a relationship is the relationship you have with yourself. It must start there. If you don't have a healthy relationship with you, meaning you look at your face or your body in a mirror and you don't like it, or you're walking around with a ton of guilt because you're a pathological or a passive liar, and so you have to lie about everything to to function in your life. If you have to do all those things, well, a relationship isn't isn't going to work. I mean, it goes without saying in this country. Ashley Madison um, website, Ashley Madison, life is short, have an affair. That's their tagline. And there's 56 million people on that website. Well, that speaks volumes for the emotional lack of emotional well-being, short-term gratification, you know, people looking for short-term gratification, quick fix, you know, and and relationships rather than becoming a journey, they're actually a destination rather than a journey. So it's a it's a seeking seeking of a destination. So I have another really I tell this story from the stage. Wait one second, Gary. So yeah. you're saying that people are focusing on the destination That's rather right. than on the journey. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, the destination is finding what people, many people call their soulmate. Your soulmate is you. That's who your soulmate is. That It's you. So you have to have a relationship with your soulmate, with your own soul. And your soul The explanation of a human soul is your conscience. That's the explanation of the human soul. So in spirituality, you have the human soul, the thing that lives inside you. In the human body, it's a conscience. That's what it is. And if you have a clear conscience, your chance of having a healthy relationship, if you choose someone with a clear conscience, you have a foundation. If you if you're that's why I I made the I make the joke with people um, when you make your choice make sure they don't have checked baggage make sure they only have hand carry no checked <laughs> luggage no checked luggage and they ask for an explanation what do you mean by that and I said what I mean is have they been married once or twice and they hate their ex. That's checked luggage. (laughs) No forgiveness. So chances are you're going to hiccup and they're not going to forgive you. (laughs) Yes, that's that's checked. That's checked luggage. You know, when when you get a person who all they have is their story about all the messed up relationships and how they were used and abused and stolen from and every other thing. Well, if they're carrying all that stuff, they're going to carry it right into the relationship. No question. 90% of all human behavior is subconscious. It's it's a reaction to a program that's written inside you that was written when you were a child. <laughs> so, the yeah, we, everything in your house has an owner's manual, but the most sophisticated thing in your house is you. It's the most sophisticated computer on the planet. Where's your owner's manual? <laughs> You don't have one. <laughs> you don't have one that tells you these things. Yeah, that's why. Very people... true. I think of what we were taught through our school years. Things sure. like uh, biology, how to dissect a frog, very important right. for your life and your relationships. Yeah, and sure. we didn't have any of these courses, uh, child-rearing, birth control, all of that then. That's right. Uh, so I, I always sure. said... Yeah, why are they doing this? Why are they do- with stuff we'll never ever use? Uh, so I I totally agree with you. That's entrainment. That's called entrainment. The U.S. the U.S. educational system is 125 years old. <clears throat> They're doing the same thing today that they did 125 years ago when the U.S. was either you either went to school to to get out of school and be in the industrial revolution 
which was the infrastructure in the U.S., or you went into agriculture because your family owned a farm. That's what went on 125 years ago, and they've never upgraded They've never upgraded the educational system, so the educational system is now useless. It's absolutely useless. It's pathetic. I mean, they they don't teach the basics of communication skills, which is when you communicate with somebody, are you communicating to respond or are you communicating to understand? 95% of humans communicate to respond, not to understand. To respond. I know we They're could do a whole show response. on. I know oh. we could do a whole show mm-hmm. on this point, but you're talking about the antiquated system, which I totally agree. Yeah. Except now, and I know it's a whole uh, show. We have a secretary yeah. of education and the new administration that never even spent one day in a public school. So I think that'll set us back even much, much, much more. It is beyond me. How to say that couldn't resist because we're talking about the craziness we're going through, and that really puts it over the line in insanity. When you look at an adult life, you have three major factors in an adult life there's a bunch of sub factors but there's three main factors relationships career path to earn a living and health those are the three major foundational things in an adult life well when you go to school you don't learn those things in school the career part You don't learn a career going through 12 years of public school. You don't learn a career there. You learn a career when you leave school and you've decided what career path you want to take. And unfortunately, people don't use the – and this has to do – this is why a lot of relationships fail because 80% of the workforce of the United States is not doing what they would do for free and get paid for it. They're doing what they have to do to pay their bills. So 80% of the workforce, you know, the whole thing is if you want to create a career path, which is what I did, I took the thing that I love to do so much and I did it for free. And then I went out and got paid for it. But that's not what most people do. <laughs> they do they, 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 they do the opposite. They do what they wouldn't do for free and they get paid for it. Bring your job stress home with you. That's why the the more heart attacks happen on Monday morning than any other day of the week, because that's when you go back to work. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good thing we have you on early in the week so you can lend some normalcy <laughs> to life. <laughs> all right, so I have a funny story. I tell this story all the time. I've told it for years. It's called the Brian and Stephanie story. So Brian and Stephanie are young, and they share an apartment together. And for the first time ever, Stephanie's mother is coming over for dinner. She'd never seen the apartment before. She'd never been over there. So Stephanie worked all day long to fix this really nice meal. So it's dinner time. The doorbell rings. Brian's mother walks in, sits down. The meal starts. Well, five minutes into the meal, Brian could tell his mother was really anxious, like extremely anxious, and he knew why. He looked at his mother and said, Mom, I I know what you're anxious about. I just want to tell you, Stephanie and I are not in a relationship. We are just sharing an apartment, and that's it and no more. So the meal goes on. It gets toward the end. She's anxious again. So he addresses it one more time. He said, Mom, I swear to you, it is the honest truth. We are not in a relationship. We are just sharing the apartment. So Mom leaves. The next morning, Stephanie gets up. Brian's asleep. Stephanie's cleaning up after the dinner. She's looking for her very, very expensive silver soup ladle, and she can't find it. She's, she's looking everywhere. She can't find it. Finally, Brian gets up. What's going on? Well, Brian, here's the thing. I've looked all over the place for my expensive soup ladle. I can't find it. And 
I'm uncomfortable telling you this, but I'm pretty sure your mother must have taken it. So he said, no problem, I'll text her. So he texts his mother and he says, Mom, I'm not saying that you took the silver soup ladle from the dinner last night. And I'm not saying that you didn't take the silver soup ladle from the dinner last night. But the facts are you left and so did the silver soup ladle. He immediately gets a text back. Brian, I'm not saying that you're sleeping with Stephanie. And I'm not saying that you're not (laughs) sleeping with Stephanie. But if Stephanie would have slept in her own bed last night, she would have found the silver soup ladle. (laughs) That is very cute. And the moral to this story is don't lie to your mother or anyone else. (laughs) That is really cute. also, folks, I want to share with you uh, how to reach Gary. Uh, his website is GaryKingLive.com. That's GaryKingLive.com. His email, if you want to connect with him directly, Gary at GaryKingLive.com. So uh, as you can see, he is awesome in his delivery, his information, and who he is. And folks, I want to share that we have a lot of other extraordinary guests on our show each and every day. Uh, And here's why you should be listening each and every day. In the words of our health guru, her original poem. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day. A way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy. Make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we ask you to participate with us in that endeavor. Simply go to our official website for this show, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. You will see my picture on the upper left of the home page, and right under that it says follow. If you simply click on that, you will get an email about every show, every guest, and every topic, so you need not miss any of them. And that original poem was in the words, of our health guru, Beverly Nadler. She has a show every single Thursday with us. Here's to your health Thursday, covering emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual health. So uh, listen to our Thursday shows as well. The topic for this Thursday, how to have a healthy and happy heart. Uh, The heart is in honor that it's National Heart Month and happy that it's also Love Month with Valentine's Day. So the topic on Thursday, how to have a healthy and happy heart. Beverly Nadler, that is obviously my favorite poem. Okay, back to you, Gary King. I want to go take a step back a moment from where you started. You said, what is love? So what is your definition of love? Love must start with self-love. It must start with unconditional self-love. That's where its point of origin must be. And then when you go out into the world, 
love must be unconditional. And I say must. Well, if you choose a different path, if if it's not a must, then chances are you're going to get yourself in a lot of emotional entanglements. Is unconditional love easy? No, it's not easy. Here's why. Because of our humanness, we tend to have what's called unrealistic expectations of other people and of ourselves. If you, you know, people get into a relationship and they expect the other person to act or react the same way they do so that it's comfortable. Well, you know, if if you had, and of course, like I shared before, I did research on the self-worth stuff around the world and I have a list I posted on my Facebook page. I posted it two days ago. The 20 foundational traits of self-worth. There's more, but there's 20 foundational ones. And I would ask audiences, you know, raise your hand and tell me three foundational traits of self-worth. Well, I would get one or I would get two. And how could you possibly practice them if you don't even know what they are? If you have healthy self-worth, that equates to or equals healthy self-love. You love and respect yourself. Well, it's a stretch for somebody to love and respect you if they don't love and respect themselves. That's a gigantic stretch. It, it ultimately happens. It doesn't even make common sense. So, you know, it all starts inside me. It starts with me. If I don't have a good relationship with myself, my chances of having a relationship with somebody else are slim to none. I gotta like who I am. I have to respect myself. I, I have to, I have to have a conscience. I have to. When I sign my books, I sign all my books this way: "Live with happiness." Next line: "Let your heart and conscience be your guide." You hear a lot about guides, spirit guides, 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 guides. Let your heart and your conscience be your guide. Because if you choose some other guide, well, you're going to get caught in the quicksand. It's just a matter of, it's just a matter of when. So yes, the word love, yeah, misused a lot. And I so agree with you on that because when you love yourself in a healthy way, uh, it's contagious. The enthusiasm Correct. you feel good about you, it is totally contagious. When you're insecure, they pick up those vibes and it shows. I just want to share my very short but cute poem that I wrote many years ago called I Love You Unconditionally, since you brought up unconditional love. I love you unconditionally. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love you unconditionally. Hope you love me that way, too. I love you unconditionally. Your imperfections are all okay. I love you unconditionally. You're perfect in every way. I love you unconditionally. You passed each and every test. I love you unconditionally. You are simply the best. I love you unconditionally. With you, I know I've won. I love you unconditionally. Wish I felt that way about everyone. <laughs> that's a great that's a great poem and very profound and what I consider to be pri- priceless in its value you almost have to people would almost have to read that two or three times and digest it (laughs) it's short but i thought it was cute and i wrote it many 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 years ago yeah it's it's profound it's profoundly accurate profoundly factual and profoundly true um yeah i i in the time i was on the road including the staff i worked with I I was having this conversation the other day with somebody. I can say, with no doubt, in all those years, all the people I worked with, and that was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who were a part of staff, I only knew of maybe one or two people who had healthy relationships. The other either were not in relationships or they were a national disaster. Um, and they spent all their time in the personal development world, which is an oxymoron of some kind. I mean, if you're in the personal development world, you should be developing. 
<laughs> That's the whole idea, personal development. Yeah, well, way too many people. The majority of people use the outside world to create internal feelings. That's what they do. And when you do that, you will live with anxiety for the rest of your life. And and anxiety drives you know what? Anxiety drives addiction is what it drives. It drives the quick fix. It drives I got to change the way I feel and I got. That's why people have affairs. They they have affairs because they're looking for short-term gratification. So with that, I'll share the three types of relationships. There's three types. Codependent, which by far is the most predominant relationship. Codependent. What does that mean? That means that the people in the relationship are dependent emotionally, financially, and physically on another human being. They cannot function. They're not stable emotionally unless there's somebody else there. So they depend on another person financially, emotionally, or physically. The second type of relationship, independent relationship. So in a codependent relationship, the theory is a half a person and a half a person makes a whole person. No, a half a person and a half a person equals a half a person. That's what that is. So the second one is independent relationship. That's a relationship where both people in the relationship are very conscious. They don't need the other person. But they're so conscious that they don't need the other person that there's a wall in between the two of them. They build a wall, a protection wall, because they, they don't need the other person. So when you become that independent, most of the time there's a lack of vulnerability in the relationship, most of the time, not all the time. Okay, so in that kind of relationship, one and one equals two. So one and one, two people equal one and one is two. Now there's what's called an interdependent relationship. That's when both people know they do not need the other human being, but that's not what they focus on. They focus on what the two of them can expand between the two of them. So in a relationship like that, interdependent, one and one equals 100. And that's because they expand every part of their relationship. They expand the intimacy. They expand the, 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 they expand both physical and emotional intimacy, and they're two completely different things. Emotional intimacy drives physical intimacy. Physical intimacy does not drive emotional intimacy, at least not with men. It doesn't, it might, but it doesn't with men. So um, emotional intimacy drives physical intimacy. So in an interdependent relationship, it exponentially grows in every area. So communication grows, thriving. They thrive. Their relationship thrives. Their friendships thrive. Their their career thrives. Everything thrives in an interdependent relationship. Everything. Everything is magnified. So everything grows. So they 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 take they understand the law of compounding and they understand the law of cause and effect, and they use those two laws to the benefit of their relationship and everybody that they touch or every path they cross. So they're generally humanitarians as well, generally. So, Gary, when does the honeymoon start and when does it end? <laughs> All right, so I, I have to tell you this, and, of course, this, this, may, this may be a great shock to people and it may be a great a, a, awakening in my women's retreats and when I do interviews with women, and I'll give you a specific scenario, and this happens a lot. This is not a one-off. If it was a one-off, I wouldn't use it. I go, okay, so you were married for 15 years. Yeah. I go, well, let me ask you a question. Um, when did you have an intuitive feeling that the marriage wasn't going to work? When did you get that intuitive feeling? <laughs> and here's what many women have told me. Oh, um, either the week before or on the altar. 
and, and the reason that's why I say this could be a shock to people and it could be a great awakening because the moral to the story and it's in the movie Serendipity. And if your listeners haven't seen the movie Serendipity, I've seen it ten times, Serendipity. It's a chick flick, what's called a chick flick. It, it is an amazing, it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, and it'll wake you up, Serendipity. Gary, who, who's in that movie? I think I've seen it. Do you know who the stars are? Yeah, it's, um, oh boy, you caught me off guard. Uh, um a British actress, a British actress, and I can't think of her name. And then the guy is is very popular. I just right now I can't think of it. Um, Sorry about that. I because the name the the movie rings a bell, so I was trying to. Oh, it's amazing! Uh, it's an amazing movie, Serendipity. Everybody should watch that movie. It, it was part of it was filmed in a restaurant in New York called Serendipity. It's an actual restaurant, and I went there. Yes, I when I lived in New York, that that restaurant literally was two blocks from my home. Yeah, it was filmed there. Oh, you you have to watch that movie. But here's back to what I was saying about that story in the interview. Why would a person stand on the altar knowing the relationship wasn't going to work? Why would they do that? Because they have self-worth issues. Because they would never let it go that far. They They just wouldn't let it go that far. So many people... You know, your intuition is there for a reason. It's your conscience. It's your intuition. It's the intuitive part of you that knows every answer to every question. Every answer to every question is in your intuition, every one of them. So if your intuition is screaming at you, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, serendipity, that's why I don't want to go – deeply into the movie on the on our on the show here because the the reason I brought this up is 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 in that movie. All right, but just let me say that the star was John Cusack and That's Kate right. Beckinsale. I couldn't think That's of right. John's name either. I yeah, definitely I saw either. it. Yeah, it was a oh. chick flick. Oh, I've, and we I've chicks seen it love when you men watch our flicks. <laughs> That's right. I love it. It was it's been on T V a bunch of times. It's a, I give it to people. Yes. That and Defending Your Life, that's another one. That's a must-watch DVD. You can buy it online for $6. <laughs> Defending Your Life, it's amazing. It's about relationships. <laughs> Meryl yeah. Streep, Meryl Streep stars I, in it. I just couldn't think of John's name either. That's why, because I yeah. knew if I knew who the actor was, whether I had seen it, because it did ring a bell. And yes, and that that was an extraordinary restaurant. When I lived in New oh, York, yeah. I moved here to Florida three and a half years ago, uh, populated by a lot of celebrities, and it oh, was yeah. really it's more of a movie. dessert place than you know the That's food. Right. It wasn't about yeah. the food. It was about these awesome desserts and it was always on oprah's favorite uh, places That's right. <laughs> oh you'll laugh at this so when i was in there and i paid the bill i wrote my name and phone number on a five dollar bill now i'm not going to go in you you know if you've seen the movie what that's all about right so i wrote my name and phone number on a five dollar bill that was about 12 years ago last year a friend of mine called me and said i saw a five dollar bill with your name and number on it 12 years later Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, everybody is... should watch that movie, those Serendipity and, and Defending Your Life. Because what it does is it wakes you up. There's too many asleep people. You need a wake-up call. That's my new, pro... that's, that's my new program. Um, the new program I'm creating is called um, The Awakening. That's a new program I'm working on right now, The Awakening. It's going to be a 20-day program. Uh, I know we get really getting close to the end, but I did want to ask yeah. you uh, mm-hmm. about quality communication. Right. Uh, that is something that comes up often as a life coach that I hear. Is it safe to yeah. be honest? Is it that, safe that, to tell what I really think and how I really feel? What's your take on that? And And Joyce? that you just hit it right point blank. That's what I was going to say. In the relationship you're in or in a relationship you choose, you best make it safe 
to communicate. If it is unsafe to communicate, if it's not safe to say what you feel, you are in the wrong place at the right time, leave. Because communication must be safe. I mean, that's what therapy is about. You know, people won't go to therapists because they've been in, they've been brainwashed that that talking about their feelings isn't safe. Well, you know what that causes? It causes suppression. That's called that's called a volcano that's ready to explode, and emotional lava is going to fly all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it has Absolutely. to be safe. Absolutely. Have to be yeah, safe. I, you, you have to be able to you have to be able to share your feelings and not get judged. And the other person needs to do the best they can to understand and not respond, but understand and then respond. That's folks, not what you want to do. check out Gary's book, The Happiness Formula. He does know quite a bit about happiness. He certainly always makes me happy when he's on our show. <laughs> I just want to ask you as we're winding down here, what what came first, happiness or the relationship? Ah, the chicken or the egg. Which right. came first? Is happiness a result of a relationship or is a relationship a result of happiness? Which is it? Are you happy choosing a person that you think can make you happy? And if that's what you're doing, well, good luck with that one. I'm an expert at that. I've done that numerous times. I find it, I find it very, uh, very torturous to look for people to love you and like you. So, yeah, which came first, happiness or the relationship? And if happiness is first, your chances are far greater. If you're looking for a relationship to make you happy, well, cars, boats, airplanes, houses, big fat bank accounts, they don't make people happy. They just cause they just cause them to want more. <laughs> so true, so true. Uh, you're very wise and witty and wonderful, Gary King. Thank you. Always welcome on our show. Well, I love it. I love it. It makes me happy. I'm happy because I'm on your show. <laughs> uh, so as we're closing out here, what message do you want to leave our audience with? How do you want to sum this up, and what is the message? The message is why, what is the end result or the end game in your personal world of why you're searching for a relationship or why you're in a relationship that isn't thriving and growing. Why are you doing that? Because you are wasting your precious life. Your life is precious. So as you move forward, you want to live in the moment. You want to make your relationship choices like you would be creating a billion-dollar-a-year company. And so you you would want to know everything about your business partner. You know, you want to know who to make it, you know, a, the old cliche. You want to know who you're sleeping with. <laughs> so that's why the, the, that exercise, that five things, that's profound. It's priceless, and it'll change a person's life. It'll totally change their life when they write those things down. And they reflect on them and go, gee, can I have a relationship with somebody who lies? No, because there'll be no trust. And if there's no trust, there's no relationship. It's just, it, it's just a gerbil on a wheel. That's all it is. It's, it's, filling, it's filling imaginary, you know, you're having an, a relationship with an imaginary person, not a real. That's why I tell people, don't have a relationship with other people's potential. Don't ever do that. Have a relationship with who they are, not their potential to be honest or their potential to have self-worth. Don't do that because you'll pay the price, and the price could and be And that reminds long. me of Maya Angelou's great, great quote. When someone shows you who he is, believe him. That's right. That is such a that's, That's such right. a great quote because it's yeah. true who people, that people fall in love with the potential. When they yeah. show you who they are, believe them. Jimi Hendrix said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, 
the That's world right. will know peace. And if That's you listen right. to the show, folks, you know today how important the power of love is to have inner peace as well. Inner peace for yourself, about yourself, and inner peace in a relationship with others. So, Gary King, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much for this awesome show today. And, folks, I want to leave you all with this special prayer. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. So folks, that is my special prayer for all of you, and we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us, and you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. By her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.